every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. How you doing, Rob? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you, Chuck? I'm great. Welcome, everybody, to the Morning Dinner Podcast. Today, we got a good buddy, Robert Machado of Machado Visuals in the house. What's up? Join with me as my co-host at Chuck and LV. Oh. You want to give yourself a little intro, bro? Yeah, that was a good intro. Sorry, guys. Jeez. I got to switch the cameras. I got to get a new co-host. <laughs> Eat so today, we're here to talk uh, to our buddy, Robert. Wait, are you getting up? Yeah, yeah. Hold on. Oh, okay. Wait, we're still going, though, right? Pause. Hey. Okay, so today we got our good buddy, uh, Robert Machado. He's an independent filmmaker, content creator, YouTuber, podcaster, does it all. And we want to talk to him about why he does what he does, who he is, what inspired him, kind of his motives and everything. And uh, first question for you, Rob. What's that? Is that a red? Yo, it's a red. <laughs> can, can you explain why that's funny? <laughs> Yo, so, um, yeah, my Instagram, um, I, I'm i known for, like, always saying, is that a red? Or, like, asking, is that a red? It's red. I just kind of make fun of red a lot. And that, and that kind of came from uh, my camera rig myself. My Like, my personal camera rig is, like, so... Um, it's a lot. It's like a lot going on. And once you see it in person, it's just like a lot going on. Um, it's like a pretty big package. So like people that, um, see my camera out in public, they'll like come up to me and they'll be like, they'll ask me, yo, is that, is that red? Now what's a red? <laughs> the red is the best camera system in the world, Keem. Don't you know this? Anybody knows this. Yeah. Everybody um, who's anybody in the film industry uses yeah, a red. Yeah. Um, so yeah, people will just ask me, yo, is that a red? But like clearly says Sony. Like, on the side, it's like, <laughs> hey, hey, for the longest time, I thought red or, or was it? I thought red Sony owned, owned yeah. yeah. I no, thought right. Sony owned red. <laughs> I thought it was a red Sony for the yeah. longest time. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I probably just, it's just because people see big cameras. They think, oh man, that's must be red. red. <laughs> I think it mostly comes from people who like, who don't really, really deal with cameras yeah, a lot. Right. Right. And they see it and, and but, but they just know that their right. favorite rapper, their video was shot in a red, right? Yeah. They see anything cool and they, they, they see that logo. They're like red. Okay. Wow. That, that must be like the most high end thing there yeah. is. So they just, it's like kind of that brand association thing. What's so. the cheapest and what's the most expensive red there is? Red Raven. Know? Red Raven's the cheapest. So so the we Monstro is, I think, the most expensive. Yeah. Red, what's a Monstro? The Monstro is uh, bigger than the VistaVision sensor. So it's like a, yeah, it's a it's huge. Monstro. It's Monstro. It's a monstrous sensor, <laughs> size sensor. Yeah. It's I, saw, I saw Jacob Owens post a photo of it and I thought it was, that was just like a custom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dang, I didn't know that was a yeah no it's camera. yeah so it's different sets like red bodies have different sensors um, red kind of markets their cameras so that they're modular in that you can have the same style body but different sensors inside that body mm -hmm. and so depending on what you not want or what you need like the new Gemini's out the, the old dragon is still so what in. would the helium be is that another one the helium the... was the latest one before the monster came yeah. out so the helium was like kind of kind of kind of pretty good in low light um, the 8k pretty good yeah pretty Bro. good in low light it's You're talking right. about an AK sensor, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all just it's all just pixels, you know. So that's why um, I'm a pixel peeper. That's why I kind of <laughs> poke fun at red and that. And also, my my cinematography mentor, he kind of instilled that into me too. He was, um, I w I wouldn't say salty, but he would always jab. Yeah. You know, kind of poke uh, poke fun at red because red has always been so concerned with the quantity of pixels, not so much. Quality the quality of, of the pin yeah. And that's why Aerie, their Alexa cameras, um, for years and um, up until recently has stuck with 1080p because their sensors so like they didn't need to jam so much information inside the sensor mm. and that's why they kept it at 1080 because it was just a beautiful looking image image and there was really no need for 
for higher scale resolutions. So mm. I just had an artist hit me up today and he goes, Hey man, we're shooting a music, we're shooting a music video in November and I don't care what we got to do, but I want you to use the red. I want you I to use like, red. See, it's I was all, like, all right, man. It's, 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 it all comes brand association. Brand association. It's like people, people see the name and people think, you know, it's the latest end all be all, you know, end goal kind of thing. Like I see people all the time. My dream is to own a red camera. And it's like, dude, you should kind of dream bigger, man. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. reds are, they're great cameras, but at the same time, like the different, it's a tool, you know, it's yeah. a box, you know, different, there are different tools for different jobs. And it really just depends on what the project needs and, and go from there. Well, clearly this video was not brought to you by red, <laughs> Damn it! but it was brought to you by Aerie. Alexa, no, has anybody ever called your camera that? No, no, nobody's, nobody's, uh, nobody. No. It's all red. It's all red. Red's like that popular, like cool kind of douche, like in high school. <laughs> you know, it's like um, that's just like yeah, Matt Black, Tactical Black. I'm, I'm cool kind of guy. It's like everybody who's in Bitcoin talking about Lambos. <laughs> I gotta get that Lambo. Yeah, even those like Lambos, like uh, yeah, every yeah, it's it's it's. I rather have a Toyota, bro. And 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 red yeah, attract red the brand itself attracts a very specific type of um, I feel and I could also just be generalizing this but I feel like red attracts for the majority a specific type of person where it's like and you can see and and you can try this yourself and I do this all the time and when the next time you're, you're scrolling the gram you see you know people post their rig setups the next time you see a red a picture of a red look at which tripod they're using. It's probably a two hundred dollar like Manfrotto tripod. It's a Benro. <laughs> ben Dude, not even not even Brent, It's a newer. Even even Benro is better than Manfrotto. But it's like I see this all oh, the shit. time. Oh. I see this all the time. And you know, it just depends on what camera uh I mean, it's like you're spending fifty to sixty grand yeah. on a camera, but you'd only want to spend two hundred dollars on a tripod. It's like it doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't add up to me. I what? thought I thought I was crazy when I sorry, were you say were you gonna say something? No, nah, I just wanna know what type of tripod do you have. No, I was, I have that's <laughs> exactly what I was gonna say. Oh, really? right? I, was like, <laughs> I see the tripod you have. What is it, a Miller? It's a Miller, yeah. Miller, yeah. Bro, it's a Miller, yeah. It's beautiful tripod. It's a, it's a really nice tripod. I got it I've had it for about two years and um, you could use it as a, one of those jacks to hold up your car, bro. You could if you wanted to, if you really wanted to. But well, yeah, what's, no. the, what's, what's the weight capacity on those things? Uh, mine um, can hold up to like twenty five pounds without mm -hmm. a sweat. Like it's it's all about the counter. Like you can put however much you want, but like the counterbalance. So like if you tilt down and like leave it there, it'll just stay there without having without like drooping or like tipping the camera over. And you put your whole entire shoulder rig on it. Yeah, too, my right? whole my that's whole so camera system on there. So that's why tripods are like really expensive is because, you know, brands know that like if you're, you know, putting 25 pounds on a tripod, like you must be carrying some serious gear. So, mm -hmm. it you know, it's come kind of the same way the the film industry works just in general with equipment, you know. Have you ever shot a rap music video? <laughs> a rap music video? I don't think so. Okay, I was going to say, would you bring all that gear to a rabbit? <laughs> you know, it depends. You should just bring your A65, bro. <laughs> just bring your, I do it all the time. I just bring the A6500. Well, I'm actually using my, because uh, I got an A7R uh, a month or two ago, and I've been Ooh. using it a lot. Wait, A7R? Yeah. Three or two? The three. Ooh. Yeah, it was more of a, it was, honestly, it was kind of an impulse buy for me, because yeah. like, I've wanted that camera like ever since it came out. I was like, man, I've... Yeah. Bro, an impulse buy for me is like a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was an impulse buy. I was like, man, I, I just, I, I just love like, because I've used my buddy's A7R2, and I just love the image quality coming out of it, and the video, the new, uh, just the battery, the, yeah. the the new UHS2 cards, and I was like, dude, I, so I, I bought the a, UHS2 cards is the one that it makes it go, it records faster, right? Yeah, it's just a faster data rate. So okay. I like using those cards because um, it transfers to the computer a yeah. lot faster, so it saves me time. 
Um, other than that, there's no really real benefit to using faster cards. Um, but yeah, like but the I, battery life is longer too, right? The battery life is like hands down like worth an upgrade alone. Like yeah, honestly, yeah like I, it's like an A9. I, yeah, exactly. It's the same battery as an A9. Yeah. Um, I can get a full day off of two batteries. No. Yeah. So like, I don't have to carry around eight batteries. A anymore. thousand batteries, which are oh my god, they last. Exactly. They barely last. I got bro. twelve batteries, <laughs> and I have to, I have to, I have to keep a four, a four battery charger oh on me at all gosh, times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No way. I. Yeah. I. I. I mean, I carry around four, but I only use really two. Yeah. In a day for the new uh, and I'm at A9, stop batteries. The the, the A7 R3 is that is that. Cause there's another one, right? There's an A7 III. Yeah, A7 is, yeah. is it is it similar in battery or, or is it? Yeah, it's the same battery. Oh, it's the same battery. Yeah, so the A7 III is just a watered down A7 R3. Ah. So well, how's the video on the A7 R3? Because on the A7 R2, which is the one I have, the video's all right. It's it's pretty good, but it's not better than my A6500. Um. Well, in better in terms of which way? Just overall quality i feel um, in 4k well the 6500 the 6500 downscales from 6k yeah yep, um so it's a little bit sharper actually i think the a7r only downscales from 5k yeah but you can't really notice um i use it all the time i cut it next to my fs7 all the time yeah um and well i use them all together all the time too yeah, yeah. you wouldn't you would never know. i use the ace dude I, I've, I've used to use the fs5 with the 6d canon 6d mm -hmm. and i've cut them next to each other and yeah. i as long as you color graded the right way right. you can't right. really tell yeah but i've used the a7r2 the a6500 and the fs5 and it's like mm -hmm. sometimes i find it harder actually yeah, yeah. well i also know because i've used the fs5 a bunch of times and i noticed that that camera um operates more like the 65 or a7r more than it does than an fs7 it's more like the smaller mirrorless cameras than it is the bigger brother fs what do you mean in that context? like the footage like handling the footage like once you bring the footage in and post um it uh, to me my opinion it just handles a lot more and resembles a lot more like the smaller mirrorless bodies. oh got it got it well yeah. i mean the fs7 is what you get the 10-bit 4k yeah you get the 10-bit yeah. and everything and the fs5 has that too but um that's external right um no, no, no. It's all it's all internal. It just depends on what setting you're on. But um, yeah, I just I I found that interesting when I was because I had to cut um, them side by side, and I noticed the footage was more like a smaller Miller's, and it was it was great. It was fine still. Yeah. But I I just noticed that was interesting. Chuck Chuck's already said that when the Ace Ace A7S three comes out, if it has four K four K was it four K one twenty? I would wish. Do you think it'll do that? No way. What, you don't think what so? about 4K 60? Nope. Not no. even 4K 60. Not even 4K 60. No, I don't think. I, I don't, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put my money down. I don't think it'll have that. I don't think it'll have 10 bit. I think if if they made any improvements to the A7 camera, I think it would have uh, the autofocus, the phase detection autofocus system that the A7R and A7 III cameras have. And better battery life. And obviously the better battery life, but I don't think that they can fit in 4K60. Like they have a mm. hard enough time as, as, uh, as it is just trying not to get those cameras to overheat. You know, so, yeah. how, so how are they going to put... 60 frames a second in 4k they have to make it like a in 10 bit for, like there's no way like they'd have to make a dslr size like yeah they'd probably they'd have to do something so unless unless their new low light performance is just like phenomenally better which it, it already is they, they actually just got rid of iso there's no such thing as iso <laughs> yeah right they're exactly. just like whatever it's auto iso because no matter where you go it's gonna be perfect yeah so like That's i don't know i don't know where where that camera is gonna land um i'm still probably like really interested in picking one up but yeah. i 
for my money, I don't think that'll have 60 or 10-bit. Well, I'm putting it on my Christmas list. Let's put our bets on the I'm table. Putting, I'm, I'm still putting it on my Christmas list. <laughs> like, but, And that's what I think. So give us a little bit of background, man. How long have you been shooting? Because we've seen your work online, mm -hmm. and I feel like your work is some of the best we've seen just from every, from the people that we know personally, Thank like you, you're yeah. you're yeah. you're along one of the like the top dudes. Thanks, man. Like we we really like respect Appreciate your work. I every, feel, every time I feel clean when you fuck. Oh, I watch your show. I'm like, Damn, this shit's so clean. clean? Like, I'm, oh, man. like I, I got I gotta go. I gotta put on a fresh shirt. I gotta yeah, take a like, shower. Shit. I gotta before I watch your shit. <laughs> it's like, so funny. Damn, it's sharp. It's like so. Give us a little background. Like, how did you start? Like, what what made you get into video? So it was the the DSLR wave back in 2009 2008. Uh, um, my first camera. I I remember. I think it was. Don't your, say it. Don't say it. <laughs> I don't know. Was don't it know. a T2i? No, it was a T1i. Oh, oh damn. It was, OG. It back. wasn't even a... T so it was the first... So alongside the... So Canon, back in 08, they released, you know, the, the 5, 5D2. And alongside it was the T1i, the entry level. And I think you're talking about... I think you're the episode of Dalton. Mm -hmm. You were talking about your first, like, first cameras and stuff like yeah. that. <sighs> Dude, so I got, I got into uh, photography. Um, and I, I just... You know, I was in high school and I really got into photography and I loved like just capturing, you know, moments like any reason, any other reason that people would get into it. But then um, the the T1i was one of the first cameras that had like really like pretty good video. Uh, but in hindsight, it was like it was garbage. It was like 30 FPS. It was 720 30 FPS. If you wanted to do <laughs> 1080, it was 20 FPS. It wasn't 20. even 24. I don't get that. It was just well. It was just a. So new... was it super choppy? Yeah. So it was like yeah. it was you like do stop motion. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was rough. Um, but um, and you and also um, another thing to note is that the T1i you couldn't change your settings. It was always in program mode. The T2i was the first camera that. That's the one I got. That you can change your shutter speed, change your ISO, change mm -hmm. your aperture. T1i when you're doing video, it was always in program mode. You could not change any of your settings, oh. so you're just locked into. Auto, it's like a toy camera at that point. Yeah, so <laughs> it was crazy. it was really kind of rough, like starting with that camera. Eventually, I got a 7D and then the 5D. So yeah, was the better. it was it was the 5D right? The 5D2 that Vincent Lafrey did that. Yeah, it's short, the 5D2. That was the one that, that supposedly the revolutionized one. Yeah. the whole industry. And that one you could I don't it was really weird because that one you could change your settings, you could change your shutter speed and all that, but the T1i, I guess it was just so entry level that. Uh, they just didn't want, they just didn't put that in or something. I don't know. So yeah, yeah that, was, that was, I just got into, I started getting into video and um, at, at one point I kind of dabbled in both um, because, you know, from a business perspective, I was like, man, I could, you know, I'm, I could reach two different audiences here, like two different, you know, if someone wants photos, if someone wants videos, I can do them both. But at, yeah. I think uh, a number a few years ago, I kind of realized, um, that you know i didn't want to be like just good at two things i wanted to be like great at one thing so that's why i just kind of let go of photography so i like i i, I just stopped taking photography gigs because do you do it more as like a hobby now or i mean yeah for fun mm -hmm. i mean that's kind of like the impulse buy with a7r3 like i still love photography like i still love taking pictures um but like professionally like it's just not for me you would just rather not take on those kinds of gigs too and put right. that workload on yourself exactly and like all of my high school friends they all know me as the photographer because that's that's when I was first getting into it. They know they knew me as a photographer. So, all of my high school friends to this day on Facebook, they're always always hitting me up. Hey, can you take my you know, engagement pictures? I'm getting married. Blah, take my pictures. And I'm like, I don't do that anymore. And so I just prefer them off to other people. Yeah. Some of my buddies. All so. my high school friends know me as a rapper. 
So, but you can't do it. You can't redo yeah. it. You can't do it over. You know what I mean? There are no do-overs in life, unfortunately. I guess, yeah. Wait, so, you, so you went to, so right out of co- out of high school, you went to college uh, for film? For film, yeah. So I, I and I'm, I'm kind of really lucky in that aspect in that all of, like all of my decisions um, as like an adult have revolved around filmmaking and video. So like I've kind of centered my life around knowing what I wanted to do. Whereas like a lot of my friends, they start when they're like 23. And um, so it's like, I had a huge head start yeah. and, and that just really helped me out in, in just in terms of like knowledge and just like practical application and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, no, like I, I'm, I'm really grateful and really fortunate to have known early on what I wanted to do um, as a career. Mm-hmm. So. Did you always have like your, your parents support too? Like, did they support you being yeah. a filmmaker yeah. too? Yeah, they were pretty. Because I know there's a lot of parents out there who are like, ah, you can't really make like, money in that. Be a doctor. Yeah, well, they. Or I mean, they obviously wanted me to. You know, yeah. you're gonna be a doctor or a lawyer. Like jokingly though, like they were. They were obviously very supportive of, of me, um, um, choosing my own path and doing what I wanted to do. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm also really grateful for that too. So, I think that's really important, man. Is for parents to support their kids' vision. And it might have been hard back in the day because Absolutely. because the world that we live in right now didn't we didn't even think about it existing you know ten years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's like for a parent to have been like, oh yeah, I support you doing video. They have to be they have to put some serious yeah. major trust in you because they didn't. Absolutely. This world didn't exist. Like they didn't know you could be a content creator for YouTube. Like right. you know what I mean? Like right. if it's, you if you would have said to them, if I would have said in high school like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber kicked out of the house <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean like, <laughs> like, like uh-huh. well, what is that you're gonna be homeless yeah, you can like, make money from that yeah. nah I'm just kidding like my parents are actually really supportive <laughs> everything so but I'm just saying like, <laughs> right yeah no I get you I get you um, so would you advise somebody going to college for film like what's your advice oh, on that oh man that is such a that's such a loaded question yeah um, I, I did a I did a series on this on, on my YouTube channel about this and I, I just um, there there are so many videos on YouTube like that go over this top th- topic. Like, yeah. should you go to film school? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's 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 the most stock answer, but it just really depends on the person. And I was thinking about this earlier today. It was that like I um, when I graduated college, one of my final semester, I uh, my mentor, my cinematography mentor. Um, I basically attribute everything I know to him, and I'm so grateful that I had him as a professor. And you know, at the end of the semester. I, I, I just thanked him like over text. I was like, Hey, thank you. I just want a few awards from, from whatever. And I was like, Hey, thank you, um, for, you know, all your teachings and stuff like that. And he was like, and he responded, he was like, Hey man, you got the same information as everyone else. It's just what you did with it. And like, I was thinking about that today and I was like, I really did, you know, get the same information everyone else did. And like, I went to school, like I was in the same classes with a lot of my peers that are working now. And, um, and I, and I hate to compare, but like just the, the amount of work that I get versus, um, you know, a couple of, of my other friends do it's, it's, there's a big dynamic. There. Yeah. There's a, there's almost a gap. Um, yeah. um, and then, you know, we always talk about the hustle and stuff like that. And, 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 and during school, um, I feel like I was very, um, detached from the film community and at UNLV because I was I was so concerned with working on my own stuff so yeah I was kind of like a lone wolf I was just working on my own business and and so and you were like business. hey bro let's collab yeah let's let's do a short film or something yeah. like that I was like you know I'm trying to like make some like a little bit of money there so like yeah. that way my network started to slowly build and um by the time of my senior year in, in college I already had this like pretty decent network um 
in 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 the in Las Vegas, whereas uh, my other peers that were the same age as me, same yeah. everything, you know, they get out of college and they're like struggling to find work. Yeah. So do, do do you think that there's a lot of people that graduate from college and they're like, okay, now I have this degree in film or whatever. Now it's time to find a job. Yeah, there's some it's, people. There's some people, and I thought honestly, like when I first got into college, like that was kind of my mindset too. Yeah. Uh, but it's like it's 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 for like. It's really about like who you know and like that's another really big pro of going to school is just networking is just surrounding yourself with like-minded people because um, like I I hire people that I went to school with now like as my ACs or as my grips and stuff like that so um, like I, I'm, I'm very introverted so it's mm-hmm. just hard for me to go out and just network with go to like a go to a film social or something like so that. So how yeah. how do you how do you make the connections that you make being an introvert? A lot of it was school. A lot of it mm-hmm. was from school and, and meeting a lot of those people and then uh, my senior year of of at UNLV, I I got a lot more involved. Um, I did like a lot of the film festivals that UNLV does. So that just meets like every you just once you meet one person and then you bring them back on on set and then they'll bring their friends and stuff like that. So it's just like this growing network that you just are constantly meeting. So um, I've always felt a little disconnected from that, that kind of like network of people you would say, like the ones who went to the film festivals and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Because when I was coming up with video, like it was just I was just I just had my T3I and yeah. I was trying to find work wherever I could find it. You know what I mean? I didn't know there was a community for it out here, mm-hmm. and and it makes sense that it would be tied into college because that's where everybody that's like minded kind of shows yeah. up. And we all still worked together, like people that I went to class with. Like we're like I'm working with a, a handful of them in a couple of weeks. So it's like, um, and also the Life Is Beautiful crew. Like I'm a camera operator for Life Is Beautiful. That's dope. Probably eighty percent of that crew is UNLV alum. So, yeah, like really, we, we all went that's to wild. school together. I hate when I say really. I, I listen back on the podcast. I'm like, that's not, that sounds so stupid. I mean, it means you're interested, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I just sound so like surprised. Like really, really? <laughs> it's a it's a good time though. It's a, life is beautiful, especially is a good time. So life is beautiful is coming up, right? Yeah, yeah in, in about soon. a month. Well, it depends on when you're listening to this podcast too. Yeah, September twenty something. Yeah, so I've always wondered how somebody gets a gig at Life Is Beautiful. Gets a gig like as an artist or as a no, like as a as a videographer, photographer. Because I've 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 done this in the past where I've reached out to them, but they every time they reach back, it's always like, "What media outlet do you represent?" You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, Kimi Barra Entertainment. I don't like (laughs) a lot of it is uh, networking. Yeah, so a a lot of people that go to your NLV, they can say that they're working for the college or right. They can. Be they can be it the depends. media outlet for it's, the company. Yeah, it depends. It's normally they they look for like publications and and what kind of reach that publication has. Yeah, um, but you guys are actually like the Life Is Beautiful film crew, right? Yeah, so okay. we're like the official That's like tight. crew. So yeah. I can tell you how I got the job. Um, so basically, I was going through college um, at UNLV, and um, I think one of uh, the main producers there. Um, went to UNLV and so I think she forwarded my info to the creative director there and I sent them my reel and everything like that. They're like they, they reached out to me actually um, they're like hey um, we're you know looking we're always looking for shooters and stuff like that can you send me a reel blah 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 blah, blah. so I was like I sent them off a reel it's like okay looks great um, we'll let you know if anything comes up so um, uh, I think my first events uh with them was park jam do you know have you guys ever heard of park jam it's downtown basically they make like a a, a snowboarding kind of event like they make their own ice ramps and stuff oh, like that i, I think i, I have I, seen I, yeah that. yeah okay. and then i they, think i think i filmed the uh we we filmed something for the for the the leak didn't we 
Oh yeah, the leak band. What was that? It they had like the big old. Like it was a snowboarding thing, right? Snowboarding like contest, right? Yeah, contest yeah, yeah. tricks and stuff okay, like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was my first event with them, and um, they they also wanted to see if I can edit too. So I shot and edited the event, and I get, they were happy with it. So I've been on with them ever since. Um, and the the company their the company is called Critical Focus, and they're based in downtown. And so they do a lot of the like, do, they do a lot of hotel stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're the main uh, production company that kind of fields Life is Beautiful. Mm. Um, oh, damn. So, so, yeah, basically Critical Focus has a just a whole list of, of camera operators that um, they'll occasionally send jobs off to. So so it's kind of like you're part of the agency. Like yeah, a little, a little bit on a freelance, <laughs> at, a, at, a, at a freelance level. Yeah, you're a part of an agency. And that's how I get a lot of my work actually now is that a lot of I do a lot of work with a lot of different production companies rather than being like a single in-house guy mm-hmm. um i take a lot of work from multiple sources and do you ever feel like you'd join anything that would be in-house like maybe maybe down the road i've thought about that a lot too um i think that would be really cool um but at the same time i was talking about this with my friend a few weeks ago like i really love the freelance aspect of it you have freedom you can yeah do you have you hey bro you i, have I need you to join my team bro <laughs> can you join my you team? want exposure bro Let's i got it. you <laughs> You paid my bills with exposure. Yeah, then you just gotta go to the exposure ATM. Right, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So I, I pull my work from a lot of different agencies here in town, and uh, it keeps me. Be- and like I think this year and um, probably starting in last year's is I'm I'm finally at the point where I'm like not sweating every month. It was like okay, how am I gonna make rent? You know, like I'm yeah. not, I'm not stressing about like financials. I'm just worried about like creative. Filmmaking, so yeah. it's like I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm at a pretty good place right now, and I'm excited to wear a good. I think you're at a pretty future. good place too, bro. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. man. I was Appreciate gonna say, do you, do you think it's uh, do you think? Well, first of all, first question: Do you do you shoot and edit all your own stuff, or do you usually, or is it like fifty fifty? Yeah, shoot? so um, it's it's kind of changing this year, and I've I've noticed that this year specifically, I'm doing a lot more gigs where I'm solely the camera operator mm. and i dig it like <laughs> like editing stress for yeah yeah editing takes so much time and it's so much discipline and i it just takes up so much time yeah you got to be personally invested you know right and then the client gets back to you with all these notes and you're just like ah well it's like i have other stuff to do yeah. so I'm, I'm finally to the point now where it's like i'm getting the gigs where i'm just a camera operator um which is a good and a bad thing um good in that it frees up a lot more time to do more camera operating gigs bad in that you kind of lose a little bit of creative control with how the final product looks. Yeah. Um, and but you're also allowed to bang out more projects. That's true. That's true. Know? And also, you know, do more gigs and network with more companies. Yeah. So, um, I'm really like, I've, I've done, I've, it's so nice where I could just worry about shooting and, and not have to worry about the whole editing. Side. Are you ever scared that whoever edit edits it? It's gonna like ruin well, it all the time. And, like, yeah, all but the time. At, the, at the same time, like you've got your pay for it, right? Like you, it, I mean, uh, yes, it comes down to like, uh, how is your work being interpreted? But at the end of the day, when somebody hires you, like the footage is now theirs, right? Or how do you do it? Do when somebody hires you, do do you do you give them the rights to all the footage? Like, is it or do you not discuss that? Like, how how is that? Um, normally you just sign an agreement with. Yeah. Normally the companies they they'll email you an agreement that you have to sign before. Um, 
production and usually just i just hand off my footage i don't mm-hmm. really worry about it yeah um well because one of the things i would think about is like as a photographer if i shoot if somebody hires me to shoot something and then they and then like they pay me for the for the gig and they use my image in like a big old huge advertisement so, you know, like, no. No, no. <laughs> all right <laughs> dang i was doing some self-portraits last night <laughs> that's why he's talking shit right now okay i was doing some self-portraits and i had to put it on manual focus Calm so you know you, so you know how it goes bro where i'm like trying to manually focus and, and i'm like i'm like I'm, I'm gonna be right around here <laughs> and then i took I, I took some dope photos and then yeah, i, I zoom nice. in and i'm like super soft i'm like oh no dang his it. ears are in focus so i was I like shit. Sharpening right dude i hope nobody i hope nobody from my job is listening but i did some portraits for for some of the employees <laughs> really? and one of the employees was so badly out of focus i was like oh no just be like oh no i was softening up your skin here's an artistic decision no no <laughs> no, no, no. So the, the, but, but the thing was ultimately it came down to a 200 pixel by 200 pixel image right so nobody so would ever be able to tell, tell. Yeah. yeah so you just got but if anybody ever asked for that raw file yeah. <laughs> you just be like yo it got corrupted <laughs> yeah. your boy got lucky yeah man so yeah damn wait so uh, how often do you shoot um are you shooting like every day or is it kind of like once a week yeah so um especially around in april like i think i worked every single day of april and once once april hit like it was just a landslide i was just working like almost every day uh up until probably this month Mm -hmm. um so like things are finally starting to slow down to where i can you know take a second take a breather and just kind of focus on you know my personal life and um you know it, it affects you um just staying so busy like i um like you know as you guys know i, I go to camp rhino like i'm a pretty i go to the gym i used to go to the gym every day but once april march hit i i just didn't go for five months five mm. entire months so i've just got back last week and i'm finally kind of getting yeah. back into the swing of things so like it definitely affects your personal life and and a lot of times i i text my girlfriend i'm like hey yeah like i'm shoot, i'm going out of town like this i've been up like i think last week i've been out of town every week for the past like month or two and so like i always hated having to text my girlfriend like hey i'm i'm gonna be out of town is she supportive of you yeah no absolutely i I would imagine you're texting your girlfriend hey uh are we still together (laughs) what's going on (laughs) are we cool (laughs) yeah because like she i mean she works uh during the week and like weekends are the only time we really have to 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 hang out and and i'm just always gone so i just always feel bad whenever i have to like tell her like hey i'm I'm leaving this weekend again. Like, yeah. Can you take me to the airport? Yeah. Well, I don't think I do half as much as you do, bro. Like, and no, I still don't have time. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. That's why, again, that's why I'm grateful that this year, especially I'm doing more of just solely camera operating. So that editing seriously takes a huge load off. And, and, um, even, even the stuff that I am editing, I'm trying to find people that I can just outsource that off to. So yeah. I can just, you know, I th- I think that that's dope though because at the end of the day like if you I would rather shoot 20 projects in a month and then keep it going mm-hmm. and then have somebody else edit to where like let's say it's the next month and I'm like oh this project just dropped or three months later you're like oh this project just dropped and you're consistently having content because you're mm-hmm. putting in so much work exactly you know but then you just always flow, you yeah. always do run the risk of like oh somebody fudged up the yeah. edit man and like uh, Daddy, like a star right wipe transition <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> right star- <laughs> Oops. but uh yeah th- i mean also there there are also is that that worry of of having someone else edit it and having it look like not as great as you intended like that's happened that's happened to me 
like more than it hasn't. Um, oh, definitely don't give me any ear footage, man. <laughs> I'll mess it up, bro. Nah, um, I'll destroy the I'll destroy the color grade. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw those orange orange and teal colors teal and orange. M thirty one. He'll turn it up all the way the amount up. So Are you talking about the black level? <laughs> I'll, I'll put the fade in there, put bro. Put the fade. <laughs> film grain. You gotta raise those shadows, man. <laughs> yeah, man, it's cinematic. Hey, do you remember? Do you remember that film we saw uh, from Rob that Grandma's House? film oh yeah Grandma. do you remember with, yeah the one with the the what? weird character yeah. Short film, man. Yo, that, was tight. that was dope man yeah that was how fun. did that happen uh so savannah um savannah jokel i work with her a lot she we went to school together i think i saw her on one of your podcasts yeah right? yeah that was kind of the weird kind of limp like we i didn't really know what that video was going to be but it ended up being a podcast but yeah, yeah we 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 worked together a lot kind of like ours <laughs> yeah but i feel like you've done way i put you put way more effort into your guys's podcast so. oh thanks man but Thank you, anyway yeah so savannah we worked together a lot uh we went to film school so um she, she she mainly acts she mainly does acting and so obviously me being a shooter like i've worked with her in that way but now she's been directing a lot more directing a lot more of her like having like producing her own ideas and just directing them rather than just solely acting and it's kind of broadening her horizons in that way so we work together a lot and um she had a short film idea for one of the UNLV film festivals and there you go that network that networking so and even that even that small little UNLV shoot like I, I meet people every mostly every time I do like a UNLV thing yeah and it's so cool because like I I um in Evernote I have like a list of people that I can of people that can do certain positions and whenever i need to hire out those positions i'll just recall that list and be like okay blah 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 blah, blah. and that's how i kind of reach out to people that's you, so tight you know how in golf call call for like really good golfers have caddies yeah can i be your video caddy <laughs> caddy <laughs> Yeah, like I already like got Mike. My, my AC game. Wait, so, so 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 that film? Did you direct it or did you just shoot I just, it? I just shot it. Yeah. Did Did you not edit it either? Or? I didn't edit it. No. But that's such a dope project. The way yeah, it came it out. Really, I yeah. think that it's was clean. like the perfect storm of everybody doing a good job. Yeah, it was really good. And I the sound. I, I don't. Yeah, I think uh, the editing was. Uh, I think uh, Ryan and uh, Cody LaBeouf, they they're brothers that we I also went to school with. They edited it, and um, I don't think they did any color work to it actually. Now that I Damn. think of it, so I think all of did they shoot it on a red. <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> so i think that whole entire film was basically straight out of camera which i mean it looked good yeah um but um yeah i think that was just i liked it man yeah i liked that a yeah lot. it was really good how, yeah. how long of a process was that to, to put together was that like a did you, it in a night one night Jesus. yeah the entire video was shot in one night yeah one night but um, how about like the prep for it were you production um yeah, yeah the, so i just got the script um and Savannah and I are, are really good in that we are always like kind of on the same page. So yeah. like she'll tell me kind of, and, and, and that's why I love working with her is because she's very creative. Like that whole side of my brain is just non-existent. Um, like that whole story. I feel you, man. The whole screenwriting thing. Right. Yeah. The whole story. I, kind of I've, thing. I've wanted to get into filmmaking, but then I sit down and I'm like, yeah, it's hard. Uh, and that's why I, then, and that's why I love filmmaking. Cause it's, it's such a collaborative process and that, um, she she'll come up with the broad stroke ideas and i'm very technical so i know how to leverage my technical knowledge into creative decisions yeah, yeah, yeah. um and that's so that's she'll perfect yeah so basically she'll tell me her broad stroke ideas and then i'll bounce back ideas back and forth and yeah we just did it tonight so you just, we, i got the script a couple of days in advance but that was about it yeah. really yeah so one other question i guess would be do you think because in that i would imagine in that short film there's a bunch of people working together mm-hmm 
do you think it's a good thing to be a jack of all trades or you do you think you should stick to one like for example for filming i think to a point to, to a point to a point it's good to kind of dabble in a, and and that's why pa gigs are so kind of cool because you literally do anything you literally do whatever production tells you to do um and that way you get to work with all kinds of different departments you, art department sound you know whatever the production needs you get to work with them yeah and then that way you can kind of cherry pick okay i like working with the grips i like working with electric and you know stuff like that so um it's good um knowing you know kind of a base level of you know everything just enough to get you by yeah but at one point at you kind of have to really kind of make a decision and decide this very specific career path that you want to go down. And that's kind of why I let go of photography is because, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to be good at both. I wanted to be really good at just one thing. And, and video was it for me. Video was a little bit more compelling in that. Um, it's, a, I, in my opinion, it's more collaborative. Like if you watch a movie, look at the credits, thousands of people are just yeah. running, running down the screen. It's just, it's just one big community effort to put something on the screen. Unless it's a Michael Bay film, then it's everything, everything's done by Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Even it's the all explosions. CGI. Yeah. He rigs that. <laughs> so yeah, that's why film is such a very, very much collaborative process. That's probably why you and I haven't made it, Chuck. Yeah. Because we do everything. I don't do anything. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm like jack of all trades. Yeah. I suck at all of them. <laughs> 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 and it's a skill too. It's definitely a skill like learning how to let go and, and, and like back to what we said about letting other people edit my footage. It's yeah. like at some point you just kind of learn how to let go um, and, and let someone else kind of take care of it. Um, and um usually what I try to do and what my mentor kind of taught me is you just kind of surround yourself with people that are better than you. Yeah. Um, and so that way you'll just, you're just always learning. And that's such a crucial part of just growing is just, um, we always talk about the hustle, like, Oh, you got to work hard. You got to blah, 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 blah. But like Gary V that Gary V exactly. (laughs) But even more important or just as important to that concept is just the aspect of learning. Mm -hmm. Um, like I appreciate the learning aspect of college now that I'm out of college than when I was in, co- when I was in college, I like, I wanted to be done as soon yeah. as possible. Like I just wanted to be out of there. But now that I'm out of college, I really do appreciate the learning aspect that I had that I didn't really take advantage of when I was in college. So just learning about your craft um, is just really crucial into growing as a whatever. I guess college is kind of like a good woman. You don't appreciate it till it's gone. There you go. I guess. Nice. Yeah. That's a kind of good. That's he was a good waiting for that one. <laughs> I was. I was waiting. I was like, seen his face after that. I just lobbed it to you. you so just... let, let's talk about your uh, YouTube channel, man. Yeah. Because that's another point I wanted to touch on. Is yeah, like man. you started a YouTube channel. Well, you've had it for a while, right? You've you've, you've yeah, been I've uploading had it for a while. Yeah, yeah. So you do a couple of like different style videos than right. what i've seen other people do right and that's one of the things that e- even though you don't post as much to it as other people who are posting like sure. three videos a day sure. the quality like i can i can legitimately go to your youtube channel and use it as like a library for like okay i'm gonna i need to learn how to do this and i need to learn how to do it fast and mm-hmm. right you know what i mean mm-hmm. like with the, the, the lighting for interviews the one that you did mm-hmm. was yeah. super dope yeah I have, I have a couple of those now that's but yeah, I love doing this. You still have to learn how you yeah. still have to do that that multi-camera. I <laughs> can't even lie. I've I've watched so many of your videos. I've learned so much. Like, Yo, that one you did with uh where you had the you had the shoulder rig and you were filming the was it the was it was it a uh, Mayweather fight or was a oh, the McGregor? Conor McGregor McGregor's fight after party. And you had like the GoPro and you were just filming the Bro, ball. I watched the whole entire <laughs> thing. Awesome. I was like, god damn, like why is this so interesting? <laughs> yeah. Cuz it's a different um it's a different like perception yeah. on it cuz yeah. it's not really like 
I don't know. I like that. I like that. It's not. The yeah, scenes. it's 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 cinema verite. So cinema yeah. verite is a a docu style way of filmmaking in that um, it's just raw, uncut, fly on the wall um, style filmmaking. So you're literally just an observer peeking in. And I think they're really interesting. Um, some other people don't think they're interesting. So that's why I kind of yeah. have multiple short form and long form stuff. Like I'd love to do more long form stuff. And um, it's just because I I really like consuming long form content just because you just get to want to get the experience yeah because you get to see how you how someone interacts with another person you want to see how they set up this light you want to see how they set up xyz or do just how they do their job and it's just raw uncut just pure content and it's i'd almost pay just as much money for footage of like a director or a lighting person to just put that. I think Jacob Owen. I think I think Jacob Owens is doing something really? like that. Really? He's starting to sell like for five bucks. You know what I mean? Like he'll no, sell no, no. I'm talking about like a GoPro video of like a lighting person actually oh, setting up lights, just because I, I want to see the. Pro- I think I learn better when I see somebody yeah, doing it. Yeah, me too. It. Yeah, like, I'm a very visual learner. Like yeah. I'm like, oh damn, that's the process of doing it. You right. know, instead of hearing it or just being like, this is a certain kind of light. Like I love. Like I've learned way more things in my life watching professional people do their jobs right yeah and it's it's exactly you get to see the whole process and and when when you have a video that's very produced very short form um and to be consumed by masses like they kind of just gloss over information like yeah we did this 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 you know just to be able to compact all that information in a short amount of time whereas you know cinema verite is just you get to literally see the whole process Mm -hmm. from start to finish and um yeah i i I th- I just thought it was g- I thought it would be a really cool opportunity to uh, like I got that g- I got that gig, I think a day or two like before it happened, and I was like, man, this would be really cool to just document because like I, I mean we used a we used a Teradek to send a a wireless video feed to um, their outputs the nightclub screens and yeah, I was like that shit I, was so tight I don't I, that's never I don't think that's really ever been done before so I I just thought it would be cool to uh, capture that and I think eventually I would love to do some stuff like that with interviews because did you offer that to them were you like oh maybe we can like hook up the tarot deck no the, they they they, they contacted me specifically for like one of my uh, friends Tony he does a lot of basically does all the nightclub stuff uh, as a photographer he reached out to me he was like hey we want to use your terror deck because we want to send this live signal. So they, yeah. they contacted me specifically because I had a piece of equipment. They're like, yo man, there's this, there's this thing that's never been done before. <laughs> <laughs> it was Can pretty cool too. It? it was, it was, uh, it was a wild time. Was I, a wild time. I, I think good behind the scenes is like really important, man. Like, do you know, do you know who the, have you watched that movie Annabelle creation? Mm-mm. No. Okay. So, I, I know so, what you're talking about so the Annabelle is basically Annabelle, Annabelle two right. and the whole James Wong thing It was directed by Dave. I was looking at, that's what I was doing on my iPad right now. I was looking at his name, David Sandberg. Mm-hmm. He's the guy who did the, the movie on Vimeo. It was like a short film. It was like mm-hmm. a five minute thing where, mm-hmm. He turned. It's called Lights Out or something like that, where he yeah, yeah, flips yeah. the switch yep, and yep, he turns yep. it back on, and then the face is right there staring at you. That got turned into an actual movie called right. Lights Out. I haven't seen that one, but I haven't seen the movie. I heard, I'm I heard too scared. It, I, heard, I heard it's cool. <laughs> I'm too scared. I hate horror movies. Oh, oh really? my god. I appreciate him, but I just I well. Can't. Anyway, the, but what I was getting to was the fact that he actually went on Film Riot and he did an entire interview. Yep, I've seen it. And then he he's done like a podcast where he cho- he chops it down like, yo. Here's this multi-million dollar budget movie that I got to work on it's as a Vimeo director awesome. kind of guy. Like, here's what, how we did these shots. Mm-hmm. And th- these shots were actually filmed on a GH5. You know what I mean? Like, like to hear stuff like that, it's like, it just puts a fire under my butt, man. Yeah. It's like, it's wow. It's empowering. It's empowering for Yeah. Sure, so. To feel that, oh, okay, okay. So they did, and he was even talking about how on set, 
they sometimes would take hours to get a certain shot just because of how much they had to reset lighting yep. and all that sure. stuff. And he's like, no, I just want to get it real quick. You know what I mean? And he kind of took that mentality into making Annabelle Creation. That's really cool. And that's how he's able to get a lot of cool shots. That's awesome. So if you, if you, I got Blu-ray, bro. If you want to watch it right now, <laughs> right after this podcast. Get some popcorn. Get some, po- I got some, some popcorn. Okay. Some popcorn. I was going to ask, um, why, why did you go with the FS7? Why was that the camera? So yeah, I, uh, this was about two years ago. I was bouncing back and forth because at the time I was with the GH4. That was kind of my main camera and I, I wanted to upgrade and I was bouncing um, back and forth between so many different cameras. At first it was a, a C100 Mark II and then I was like, oh no, I, I really want an Ursa Mini Pro. or they, Pro wasn't even out yet. The Ursa Mini um, 4.6. That would have like, been a mistake. <laughs> I've seen I've seen some amazing <laughs> things come from that camera. Yeah, if you know, you know I've seen some amazing tool. footage come off an iPhone 7. <laughs> <laughs> That movie I was talking about yeah. was on a knife on seven. There's a film I just did a podcast, I think, with or no, uh, I I just listened to a podcast about the people who make uh, the mobile app to, for filmmaking. Oh, uh, Filmic Pro? Pro, Filmic, yeah. yeah they they, they, just, they just did, they were just I was just listening to them uh, on a podcast and it was actually really interesting. With One the of moment, these days with the just, moment lenses and shit. Yeah, Ooh, moment, yeah. Dude, moment lenses, the anamorphic yeah. ones. Yeah, I got a little fisheye one. That's, that's it. But yeah, um, yeah, I was bouncing back and forth in between cameras and um, um. At one point, I was like, "Okay, FS5." I like, I put a stamp on it. I'm like, "All right, I'm this is the one I want." Um, and then, like, I after I let it sit for a while, and I was like, "Man, I just the the FS5 has the buffered slow mo." And mm-hmm. I was like, "I use slow mo a lot." So I was like, "Ah, I, I at that point, that was the deal breaker for me." And I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna wait a little bit more, wait a few more months, you know, whatever, and I'll save up that little extra bit more for the FS7 because it has the unbuffered." Uh, slow motion and how the, many frames per second um which one the, the fs7 FS7? it goes up to 60 or 180 the fs5 has buffered but that's only for 120 and 240 yeah yeah it has the the eight second buffer right that's mm-hmm. what you're talking about where you yeah. can only record like yeah eight and then you have time. to wait for it to cat yeah yeah, oh, yeah. that's one of the biggest that shit is so hard but 60 frames is, is continuous okay cool yeah. yeah yeah um and it's interesting because if i ever do slow-mo now it's normally 60 yeah um but yeah so that was kind of the deal breaker for me um and also the 10 bit 422 and 4k yeah um because i really wanted that color fidelity in the the higher resolution whereas the fs5 only did you know, 420? 8-bit 420 in 4K. But it does it does 10-bit 422 and 1080. Unless you drop another 5 grand on a good monitor. Right. Like a sharp point. ass 1080. <laughs> it's yeah. so sharp. I'm like, but I hate it because yeah. I want a 4K. Mm-hmm. Just so I can say I have 4K. Yeah. And, and and working and 10-bit and, and 422 like changed my life for, for sure. Like just being able to work with just high quality footage. Yeah. It's a, for color grading you it's, mean? Yeah, for color just outputting um um, and, and you don't really output that many colors, but just being able to work in that color space in post just kind of really just makes things, just being able to make really subtle um, gradations in very specific colors or, you know, anything like that. It just, it really helps in the post. I saw a video that you did on your YouTube channel where it was like a, I don't know if it was a kaleidoscope or it was like a very big color rainbow projection on a girl or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that was, that was Savannah. That was, okay, that was Savannah. Yeah. Okay. And that, that was on the FS7, right? Yeah. Okay, so bro, that color is so good. Yeah, I love, uh, especially um, a lot of um, a lot of my. I'm I'm really happy with how a lot of my recent stuff is looking, and that's a, that's another thing too is that um, a lot of people think that they can just pick up a camera and their stuff is gonna be awesome. But uh, like, dude, it took me years to learn how to work with S Log. We're still working on that. Hey, it's super <laughs> funny because somebody who like shoots for the UFC, he handles like Aries. You know, he rents mm-hmm. out the nicest cameras. Mm-hmm. But he was telling me he's like, real talk, dog. He's like. 
if you can handle S log, he's like, everything else will be easy. Yeah. Cause he's like, that's the hardest. Yeah. Thing I've heard that from, I've with. heard that from like legit colorists. S log two or S log three. Just S log. Just S log in, in general. Yeah. Cause you have okay. to overexpose and all that. Like, well, it depends. You can expose it differently. And, and, um, I actually, I expose. So everything that I, mostly everything that I do, I expose normally. Um, the the FS seven has a ISO base ISO of two thousand, so and you know a lot of people complain, oh it's so noisy. But it's like if you look at some of my stuff, it's like it doesn't look noisy to me. Like yeah, I've had well, people ask me, have you used noise re- or like what noise? Re- I don't use noise reduction. I don't think I've ever used a That's noise reduction. Yeah. So yeah, I I've, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a personal. Here's the thing, life. though, man, is if you know how to light, you don't really need to worry about shooting that high. You know, like, you, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, but I want to shoot a 10,000 ISO. Low light. Like, I need the low light. Well, all right. You must be, like, just shooting nightclub or something. Then, That's why I like it, because I shoot dark-ass fucking bars, and mm-hmm. I can't set up yeah. lights. So. If you're, if yeah. you're in, if you're... Like that's why the A seven like it's specifically good for that kind of stuff too. But you know it just depends. Um, a lot there are some clubs that are just lit really shittily, and there are other clubs like Dre's that are just have oh, yeah. tons of light, million yeah. dollars worth of lighting. So like, yeah, they actually give you a headset to talk to the lighting guy. He's like, all right, bro, just hook me up real quick. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it really just depends. So I forgot where we started off of the. I, I think we were talking, talking about, about the FS seven. Uh, no, you brought up the, the FS seven. I was talking about his YouTube channel. Nobody cares about your question, bro. Ooh. Fuck off. Damn. Dang. That's a morning dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's a curveball for you. So which one do you want to answer first? The uh, YouTube or the you, gotta, you just throw a question at me. And I'll, I'll try to remember. You want paper, rock, scissors for the question? Uh, yeah. Let's Ready? go. Ready? No, no, you go. No, Come we got to no, go You're the wasting time. time. Come on. Paper. Okay. <laughs> paper, rock, scissors. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, what was the question? I had a, <laughs> <laughs> bro, I got scissors. You had rock. You win. You can you can ask him whatever um, you want about the FS7. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, done. Yeah, yeah. So, go, <laughs> going back to your <laughs> going, going back to your YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see that as being like something you want to one day full, do full time, or is that kind of just like for fun? I'm doing it here. No, and there. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And 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 going back to what you said about how um, a lot of people just ch- just chug out content, just you know, on a biweekly or just d- even daily sometimes basis. Yeah, it's because that, becomes a job. That I mean, it is their job. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. Um, I'm lucky enough to where I can do it just for fun. Then that's why why I do it just because it's fun for me personally, and I'm fortunate enough to where I have enough freelance gig. Like I like I do this full time. Like I do and I do production like full time. Um, so I'm I'm lucky in that. Like I have actual production experience, and that and it's and it's hard finding good quality information on YouTube. Um, because the people that actually have good information are working. Like they're yeah. being. They're just, they're just not interested in YouTube and the people that, um, a lot of the content creators on YouTube who are putting out content, a lot of them learned from YouTube, yeah. um, which isn't a bad thing at all, but, um, it's a revolving cycle. Yeah, I, 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 exactly. And I, I read this really good Reddit comment once and it was, it said that if you're, if all you learn is from YouTube, then that's the only level, that's the only level that you'll be able to achieve. Damn. And it's you know it's true in a sense, um, but you, it's just really hard just sifting through all the stuff because everyone's, every, a lot of people just have different motivations. You yeah. Know, whether they're sponsored or it's the ad revenue, you know whatever. And and that was the big reason that I kind of got into YouTube um, is because um, I was just sick and tired of seeing all these videos with just BS information. So I I wanted to make the videos that I wanted to see, um, and that's kind of uh, why I, I I started 
kind of taking it a little bit more seriously. And also I had a lot more free time towards mm-hmm. the beginning, beginning of the year. And that's why right now it's, it's, I haven't really been posting a lot just because I've obviously been busy. Um, but that's one of the big, big reasons I started doing YouTube content is because I just, I just wasn't having, um, what a lot of the people were saying. Mm, I feel that man. I, sometimes you, and you can, sometimes you can also burn yourself out on it Absolutely. if you're doing it too much. Um, but anything let, but, let, but let, let's talk about on your youtube channel you also have a podcast yeah which is called pictures up yeah which is honestly one of one of the things that inspired us to start our podcast That's as awesome. well we, we've been wanting to start it but when we saw yours we're like wait a minute there's like this can actually be done mm-hmm. so, somebody's doing it right now yeah and it's like also it sounds good and it's just just i think the, the, the thing that really inspired me was the fact that you can get to know people you haven't met before right that are also also locally you know what i mean mm-hmm. it doesn't and that's ha- why i love listening to your guys podcast too it's like it's kind of the same thing like all these different locals i just yeah. like, love hearing their stories and, and the, the crazy thing is you might hear somebody talk about the, someone you've never met but they probably know a couple of people that you know too you know what i mean so right. let's so let's talk about your podcast pictures yeah. up which is incredible like i love how you, how you don't do it at a set place mm-hmm. it's always at a new it's place like a right traveling, yeah, the one that you and rosemary did at the vest coffee vesta shop. coffee yeah. shop yeah that was dope yeah that was i think was, was that the i think that was the first one wasn't it? that might have been the first i think one. that was the first one so. yeah um yeah no it's it kind of revolves around this idea of me just talking to other creatives and basically the same thing you guys are doing Mm -hmm. um and i just wanted to kind of pick their brains and i I, what i try to do is i try to have each episode revolve around a specific topic like rosemary's was networking mike's was um weddings like getting work in weddings and um each each kind of episode has one very kind of centralized topic but um um, like I said, I've been pretty busy, so I haven't, it's been kind of been on the back burner. Yeah. Um, so I, I recorded a, cup, a few episodes, um, a month or two ago, but I might have to redo them. So, well, I'm looking forward to hearing more, man, cause well, I, I, the ones you have put out have been fire, bro. Yeah. That's I need to see more editing YouTube videos too, editing, cause I watched yeah. all of them. I was like, I learned some shit too. I think it was like, I don't know if you, uh, you do it, but like you have like your project clips mm-hmm. in one timeline above mm-hmm. and then you have your editing yeah, the pancake and you can just go up and down i'm like damn yeah i've been using that i was like that yeah I there are a so. lot of there are a lot of different uh yeah and and i used to do a lot of live streams too um and then that was really cool um and because I, I i mainly started the live stream i i did live stream editing and that was uh to facebook at first like a few years ago and that was just you know because i thought facebook live was really cool but i didn't have anything to stream so i was like okay well I'm editing this video anyway. Might as well just stream it. And then, you know, people started like watching them, like just friends that had no involvement in film at all. They're like, dude, it's so cool. Just seeing the process. Honestly, I don't think, I don't think anybody besides you has ever done that, bro, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't like, know anybody. I don't know everybody in the world, but like yours was the first one I've ever seen somebody do something like that where it was multiple like screens. Yeah. And it was, like, you, you could see I really d- your workflow. Yeah, exactly. The audio came in crisp, mm-hmm. but you can also hear the audio from the timeline, but it wasn't overpowering. Like yeah. you, like it went a lot into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just quality, man. Yeah. I mean, that's what I try <laughs> oh, to do shit. with basically everything I do. Um, so, and that's why like, um, you know, it, it was really cool because on my YouTube channel, I, I posted, I think the last time I posted a video was probably a month or two ago. I did like, I think I did a, a review on the easy rig or something and i was like oh apologies i haven't been posting a lot blah blah blah. i've been really busy with work and then i got like a, a, a bunch of comments that were like hey don't apologize like we'd rather you put out quality stuff rather than just you know chug yeah. out 
chugging out content. Rather than a, what's in my camera bag? This exactly, oh, right. Uh, top five free <laughs> preset, let's. <laughs> top five dicks, tips to make your footage cinematic. Oh my God, that's the number I one. I hate that shit. Or how to get followers on Instagram. Oh, Yo, that, those were some of the first videos I watched though on, on YouTube, like how to Dude, get cinematic I mean, footage. Me too. Like we've, <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah. Um, I promise you, we like we've all, I've been there. Um, and, 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 and I, I actually did a video on this too, like about the word cinematic, like cinematic is such a buzzword nowadays yeah. that people just like gravitate towards that word. I don't I want myself to look cinematic, but like yeah. that word can mean so many different mm-hmm. things. Like, like cinematic isn't having a widescreen aspect ratio. It's like, you can't tell me that Lewis Anderson stuff isn't cinematic because you know, it's not anamorphic. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, it goes much, it's much more than, what something looks like you know um so to me i feel people are trying to trying to put an actual thing on cinematic because have you seen some of these youtubers Mm -hmm. won't say any names but like whenever they get into like a b-roll scene they'll just like squish down the footage yeah yeah yeah, the the mat comes in and slow motion (laughs) then the luts come in and exactly and they're just like just b-roll with a music with like the trot pop or whatever trot pop oh god and you know it's (laughs) yeah cinema to me i've 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 gotten really jaded about the words i i never use that word anymore like i just i just completely stopped using that word because i just um you get triggered yeah i get triggered and it's like dude it's like don't talk to me about cinematic because you because if you ask someone what makes this cinematic nine yeah. times out of ten they're not going to be able to, to articulate what <laughs> black <means>. bars yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly black bars it's like dude come on it's like and that's one thing that uh, my my cinematography mentor really instilled in me is that everything that we do should be a conscious creative decision yeah um you should be able to articulate why you're making each literally each decision that of this video you should be able to articulate why just ask yourself why so why shoot widescreen um i love shooting two three five two four oh just as much as the next person but you know if you just take it a step further than that and are able to articulate why you're making that creative decision it will just help the story in the long run because that's what we're doing we're telling the story and if we can leverage our technical our technical knowledge into making those creative decisions it'll just help supplement the story and really story comes first and 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 with youtube it's kind of the opposite where it's like okay i just want it to look good and they put story second yeah so that's one of the things that uh uh i was gonna say that I, i've been uh finding out about about movies that I, that yep. they've been that they've been doing movies especially so, there, there's something that i that i like though is like some movies take the they they take the aspect ratio and they flip it all the time. So you'll you'll be watching mix something. Aspect and, ratio, yeah, so. they'll, yeah, they'll mix it, and I love that because mm-hmm. then sometimes you'll go from like two two three. What's it called? Two three five two, to three, one. Two three five. Yeah. Yeah, and then they'll go to a uh, four three. Four three. You know what I mean? Like sixteen nine. Yeah. That, that's so dope to me. Like I've seen a music video that did that, and then and then I'm also watching the color grade. I'm like, ah, oh, they did that for a reason. Like mm-hmm. if they have a four three aspect ratio, it's because they wanted you to feel boxed in. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah, that's really the color cool. grading yeah. is very that's, sickening. You that's know what so mean? cool. Like, like I love listening to those creative. Um, conversations yeah just being able to listen to those conversations and why what led you to making that creative decision i think those are so cool and i and i just can't get enough of those kinds of videos um like and it's just if you can just ask yourself why um i think that will that's automatically a level up like me and my buddy jeremy lee we always talk about leveling up um, so like once you learn, once exactly, once you learn a, a specific, just one, even if it's a little small thing, just how to do it better or, yeah. um, 
it's something that's completely new, you'll just level up. So it's all about just keeping, just stay leveling up, and then that'll just help you grow as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. I think I know Jeremy Lee. Yeah, Jeremy Lee. Yeah. Jer- Jeremy Lee. Lee. Is he Mahawk? does a, yeah, 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 that's what that's that is Mahawk. Yeah, they're doing Dude, some big things. Oh, I've been noticing they're doing a uh, video things. game streaming now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So they're doing that a lot of that on Facebook now, and uh, they're they're also very hard at work at a couple uh, projects that I I can't really talk about, but um, exclusive. But yeah, they're working on some. They're and it's they've they've come to the point where they're actually getting real budgets from clients. Yeah, from, I would imagine from big YouTube like brands and that's yeah. so tight. That's, that's like the core digi- corridor digital. Exactly. Like, they hype yeah. me up. I'm like, yeah, Man, that I, would. Be I a love cool their content. Life. Their content is so great. Yeah, so. we we gotta step our game up, Trevor. Nah, dog. <laughs> We're gonna stay in this little shitty kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this podcast is being recorded out of our kitchen. So if it's brought to you by, by brought to you by right. anybody, it's brought to you by our kitchen. <laughs> by our kitchen. Let's talk about your. Uh, your AV card, man. Your, Ooh, yeah. Oh, my innovative card. You, you know how to bring it up, bro. You know how to bring it up. <laughs> hey, can I tell you one thing? What's that? It costs more than my car. <laughs> <laughs> like, real talk. I bought my car for, like, a G. Oh, <laughs> dude. How, yeah. How does one justify the cost of a quality cart? Um, so, yeah. Um, a lot of this stuff. So, I bought my cart in, uh, actually, I think, just right when I was graduating. Like, a couple days before graduation. I was like, because I've been eyeing it for a while. And the reason I, I, the main reason I got is because a lot of, a lot of stuff I did at the time and still kind of now, a lot of the stuff that I do is a lot of one man band stuff. So it's just me and like, that's it. Yeah. Like just filming and carrying all this gear around. I was like, dude, this is, this is not happening. So, and like I had a, I had one of those rock and roller carts, which was like fine for a while, but yeah. like at two point it's just shitty. So you're not putting thirty thousand dollars worth of equipment onto a little right, rock and exactly. Roller. <laughs> yeah, and it has the so innovative. Um, they make these like super premium carts that are just really like stu- they're like the luxury production carts, um, and they come with like luxury prices too. So um, I just I, the my main justification. I remember um, I was filming this thing in Arizona. Um, super hot outside and I had to walk it was in high school and I had to walk from the gym to the football field and that walk alone in the Arizona heat with my tripod mm-hmm. and my camera that to- that all together is like 40 to 50 pounds and that walk was like almost unbearable and I was like this is this is too much like I can't this is plus you gotta make multiple trips yeah and that was only my camera like if I wanted to bring lenses or Ooh. my lens case or yeah. you know anything else like okay I gotta go back so it's like yeah. being able to take one trip um, just kind of maximizes if I'm like all about functional things. So like having my cart where I can just load a bunch of stuff on there just maximizes efficiency and saves you time, um, to where you can just bring that time back into the production. So, yeah, there, there's no denying that it's a great cart. No, it's oh, pretty dude, dope. It's, I was yeah. going to say, I, honestly, if you could stick a license plate on there, you have a nicer car than Chuck. <laughs> I, I mean, technically anything is nicer than my car, but, um, <laughs> I was gonna say you got the one wheel now. You I can do. tie a little like belt around. I know. You I need. Like, I, have just... a, I have a booster board too. What's that? What's the oh the one wheel? What was yeah. that? Uh, it's it's a one wheel like. So you, think you of ever a... see the balance? Oh, the thing that Apollo has. Apollo has that. Yeah, Apollo. Yeah, yeah, I use his. I was like, damn, this shit. I brought mine, so if you want to use it. You brought it. I brought one. Was the weight capacity? I'm sure you could fit. All right, <laughs> good. dude. It, it is kind of sketch though. I will admit it. It is a lot. Like, cause I have a boosted board too, and it would. The learning curve on the one wheel is, to me personally... If you um, skateboard, you're good. Yeah. Damn it. Um, but 
just standing on it, it I mean it's, it is a little bit nerve wracking but it is super fun so yeah. does it have a gyro in it to like balance itself a it's little bit it's still balancing like, so yeah. I would imagine so kind look man I know the innovative card is an amazing card <laughs> I would I would love that card if I had one yeah but I just I don't know man the price so okay so, so I, I, here's, what me, I, here's what I ultimately yeah, yeah. what I'm getting okay, to go for it I feel like innovative as a company needs to also make something tailored to the Small creator, because I feel like those cards are sold to huge production companies that they have are. that. You know what I mean? They're, like, they're used on movie sets. Exactly. Like so, movie, movie so sets. So why can't we have something that's that nice for independent they, filmmakers? They do make a, a kind of budget option. It's I mean, it's still a few grand. Yeah. Um, it's only 2000 <laughs> How much it, are the rock and rollers? It's there next of like 125 bucks. Okay, something. so let's make something between the 100 and $2,000, <laughs> bro. I mean, technically, what's a rock and roller? What is it? It's just a, uh, like it's just a, a cart. It's just like a metal. The ones they use in like dining halls and they do the dishes in it? No, it's oh. <laughs> it's like a, it's like this kind of multi-function a lot of uh, musicians use them. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they fold up, and um, I mean they're they're rugged. They're really nice. Like I still kind of use mine for grip stuff, but uh, yeah, it's like a, you can get 150 bucks on Amazon. So that's that's gonna be my next purchase. Yeah, then. we might have Yeah, what that. you can do is you can get a rock and roller and just soup it up to where it's like a dual stage with. I've an seen innovative. videos, bro. Trust me, I've yep. been down the rabbit yep. hole of like, go. oh, I'm on the checkout page for them. Like, <laughs> if I do this with the innovative, it's gonna be all I have. <laughs> But but one of the things that I should mention though is one of those expenses, even though even though it is a big purchase, mm-hmm. you probably made that purchase after already having established that clientele of like, okay, you're gonna be using Absolutely. the shit out of this Absolutely. thing, right? And the thing is, is that with a lot of the productions that I'm on, they'll rent it. So like all the equipment expenses, it's like You get, get you get paid back for that. I for get that. rentals for right. using yeah. my own equipment. So um it's my whole philosophy and I and I and I tell this to everyone is that I like to only buy it once. So like as opposed to, you know, getting something kinda nicer, like, okay, and four years down the line, it's like, okay, well this doesn't suit me anymore, now I have to buy another one. It's like, okay, two more years, I have to buy another one. Yeah. So rather and that was kind of the same thing with the FS seven too. Um, it's like I, I've had that camera for over two years and like two and a half years now. And that camera is still like to this day, the image just holds up. It's so beautiful. The stuff that yeah, I get out of that camera. And so my whole thing is just like, buy, like my tripod, my tripod was like, you know, a few grand, like, yeah. a little bit more than a few grand. Yeah. And like j- to think of spending that money on a tripod alone is just like, especially when you're starting out, it's like astronomical. It's like, dude, your tripod costs more than my camera. Yeah. But it's like 100% it costs more than one of my cameras. <laughs> exactly. So it's like when you think, well, it's like if you think about, Okay, well, I have this like super nice tripod. I'll never have to buy a new one again. Yeah. So it's like it's just kind of thinking big picture into your investments, and so that's what kind of where the cart lies in. In that I'll have that cart forever, and you know I'm you know I'm young. I'm fortunate enough to be young, and my equipment is only getting heavier. Yeah. You know, once you get into production, you're only getting more and more equipment too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and once once you kind of uh uh kind of break this barrier like equipment film equipment only gets heavier um cases only get bigger so it's like being able to just save your body too like you think of your body like you're saving your body all this stress of just care like just think of carrying your my camera and tripod just one lap around a track yeah that sounds awful yeah to where as you could just roll roll a cart with a bunch of other stuff so it's kind of bigger picture uh long-term investment kind of buy it once rather than always having to upgrade every few years Mm -hmm. and also kind of saving my body because i feel like that card's gonna last you longer than the the fs7 
It, it will, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, my sure. tripod too, my tripod. But um, I'm I'm actually because normally my cameras have only lasted two years, about two years. But the FS7, I can see myself rolling with that thing for way more years down the road. So has innovative ever hit? You, has innovative ever hit you back up about like uh possibly like sponsoring you? Because you know, I see you I, post. I wish. I wish. I see you post their. Uh, yeah, their... you make me want to buy it. Yeah, I have that type of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like they should. They should sponsor. Or hook me up with something. You know. Yeah. But you yeah, know what we're gonna do? We're gonna take this clip. We're gonna send it to them. Send it. That's, that's what I thought about. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I met up with them at NAB, and um, um, actually, I think the CEO emailed me out of the blue, like, "Hey, we all saw your video at the office. Like, we all loved it. We, that's all, dope. we all watched it and stuff like that. so. Like, you know, and so now you know I have a contact. I have a net, I'm networked with the CEO of Innovative, so now like we're cool, like we know each other. So um, I'm actually meeting them next month to get my cart serviced. So it's like it's really cool. And the, also another big pro of, of YouTube videos is that brands will see your videos, and then you can establish contacts with the companies that you use. Like kind of like the 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 what's it called the 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 last video that you did. What was that 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 uh. The the that easy, rig? easy rig, easy rig, yeah. They 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 saw it. Um, I have contacts with the uh, the owner of Easy Rig, and I think they reposted my video and stuff like that. So, yeah, like YouTube, um, it really helps in that way. And and also that that Easy Rig, uh, was probably just as expensive as that cart. Um, was it really? Yeah, I absolutely. Yeah. So I thought they were cheaper. No, I mean there are knockoffs, but um. Yeah, I thought, I thought Easy Rig. Yeah, I was, thought Easy Rig was like the newer. I, oh, yeah, shit. I thought I thought no, Easy Rig was like twelve hundred dollars. Easy Rig is the OG, like Damn. like OG, like real oh, deal shit. type stuff. So did not know that. Yeah, but they they have different, obviously different models. They have cheaper models and stuff like that. Um, but I have uh, one of the higher tier ones where it's adjustable, so it can handle different weights. So, That's you know, so going going back again to to the long term investments, like my camera's only getting bigger, my. My, like I gotta save my body. Yeah, your back ain't gonna last forever. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And that with the Easy Rig, I can I, I literally can camera operate all day. Like I I used it on EDC, and like I was like I got out, I went home feeling fine. Yeah, yeah. No, like hurt shoulders. Hurt and shit. Back. Like I got home and I went to the gym. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's just kind of big thinking bigger picture and how. Um, it kind of helps justify these costs and. Uh, nah, that made me happy. Yeah. I'm about to buy so much shit in a little bit. <laughs> Don't can we get an easy rig? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, sweet. Dude, I, well, if you guys ever want to try mine, I'd be I'd be I'd be happy to do so. We're going to your house after this. Yeah, I'm done. I want to try it with the Ronin. You know what I want to? Oh, that'd be tight. Yeah, those Wait, with the Ronin. Super oh, you can put the Ronin. Because it hurts my back so much, man. Yeah. After a while, because you just... don't have gains, bro. That's why. <laughs> Keep telling him to go to the gym. You gotta come nah, to Camp Ryan. I'm a weak ass. You man. both gotta come to Camp. Dude, Ryan. I really want to go. That's the one with like the Ninja Warrior shit, right? Yeah. Yep. Man, did they do like a? Can you get me in as like a? What is it like a guest? affiliate? Uh, just I think locals day. locals get a day free. Really? Yeah. Mm. I'm fucking go. I'm getting on that ramp wall. Yeah, you gotta you gotta hit me up. All you gotta yeah, do is hit him up and tell him that 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 you'll do uh, some videos for them, bro. And then, cause Rob Rob's too busy. That, I mean, dude, that's oh, what that's shit. that's how I got in with camp right now. Oh yeah, yeah. So they hit me up when I was in school. Um, one of the worker, one of the uh, employees, mm-hmm. um, was part time working there and hit me up. He's like, hey, we're, would you be interested in like possibly doing a trade? Blah blah blah. So basically, I, me, and my girlfriend go there for free, and I do the video content for them, which honestly isn't that much like that's dope like uh, the owner julie she hasn't hit me up in in probably since last year to do any kind of video but like we still go there for free that's dope so yeah that's what i got going really on cool. that's what i got going on with with my gym but i haven't been to my gym in like two that's years that's awesome now. yeah what, I, how it, much is a camp what is it camp seven thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Rhino um, camp? It depends. You can take different classes. Um, I think the all-in, like you get access to everything, is like 150 a month. But oh, depending on what you... And the cool thing is that, is that it's all classes. So like all the classes are coached. So it's not like you're walking into LVAC or a Globo Gym just with this... Mounds oh, of so you equipment. can't just run to the Ninja Warrior shit. You can, yeah. You, no, you absolutely could oh, if okay, you wanted okay, to. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but it's not like you're walking into this gym just full of equipment you don't want to use. Like every class is coached, so you get very kind of specific training so on, on how to do specific movements or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I love camp right now because I was trying to get back into uh, indoor rock climbing. Mm-hmm. I got all my gear and shit, but yeah. then I just got too busy and I yeah. couldn't do it. I was like, damn it. But uh, I don't know. That shit's super fun to me. I don't like working out regularly yeah it's you should too they robotic have, they have ninja warrior classes yeah i want to do so it it's really cool i just need that elliptical <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the craziest experience you ever had the on set bro do you have any like or craziest client you have any crazy oh okay one no names mentioned i had one yeah no names i had one i was doing a wedding so i try not to do weddings anymore but i think a few years ago i had this wedding and this, I booked this wedding through a, a DJ company that I did stuff for. So basically, they would obviously they're like a DJ lighting company. Yeah. And they would offer video um, subcontracted through me. So I did this wedding. It was at the Palms, the Palms place. Okay. In one of those like really nice rooms, mm-hmm. and uh, this bride. Um, okay, first of all, to kind of paint the picture of what kind of bride she was. She thought that she was going to do um, a, a balloon. She was a, one of the high rises. So at the end of the night, you just want to do a balloon send off. Like everyone gets a balloon. Let's it go. Balloons go. Yeah. Super romantic. She, super cinematic. This, <laughs> this, <laughs> that's your next tip for cinematic video. <laughs> and so um, this, this bride thought that all balloons floated. Like, rip, like just floated. You just put air in it and it floats. Oh, no way, bro. <laughs> So <laughs> I was doing, I was filming the prep and throughout the day, like I noticed people going in and out of his closet and I like, I'm like seeing these balloons like on the ground and I'm like, yo, is that like, are those the balloons that we're going to use like for the send off? Cause like they're, they're just be, laying on the ground. They're already filled. So they didn't know that they needed helium. No, oh this, God. this bride, I mean, I guess, <laughs> I, I guess you could put the, put the blame on the, on the groom the- too. That I put the blame on the parents, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know that they that you needed helium. Like these balloons, like this was a room full of balloons. And just they're all on the ground. Why wouldn't she be like, yo, something's wrong? Like, yo, yo, did she? Something's not adding. Did she Loki? Did she Loki hit you up and go like, you can't do that in editing? <laughs> she did. <something. laughs> you can't VFX this, yo. Yeah, so what happened oh, is no. that at the end of the night, she, she got, everyone had their balloons. <laughs> and we're on the balcony. All right, just like three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole party just chucked a bunch of balloons off the side of this building. And so y'all just sank. Bro. And so, and then like I got, you know, got back to the edit. And so... <laughs> okay, that that's just kind of painted a picture of what kind of person she was, <laughs> and so basically, I, I I did the video. It was basically just a you know, short form highlight video. I sent it off to them, and then and then like wait a couple of weeks, and then she got back to me and she was like, "Okay, after much deliberation, I've decided that the song you used is fine, and I would like these things changed." Brrr. 
like this huge just like un, also like unreasonable things too and like also i think one of the last notes she had at the end she was like could you download a balloon send off of youtube and then put that in my video and i'm like dude typical no i'm not gonna do that typical um, but th- i think the number one comment that that she had on there was like okay at minute four uh, 16 seconds uh there's a filter that you put on my face that makes me look dirty this is like verbatim <laughs> i look dirty and i'm like bro i'd put no filter on your face like maybe this is how you look <laughs> you're just a dirty <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> and so it's like that was the, the one of the worst uh experiences i've ever had um and it's tough because it's like one of those things that like i didn't book this client directly so it's like I didn't have that rapport with the person. It, it was booked through a third party. So it's like, yeah, it's, it was whatever. But I think off the top of my head, that's like one of the worst experiences I've had. Um, it's but, Rocky. Yeah. He's back? Yeah. Right. Sorry, bro. It's all good. Yeah. But yeah, no, that, that, that's basically it. But yeah, I've, I've, had, I've had some. I'm still, bro. Nobody yeah. in the bridal party knew that you needed, he- bro. I used to when I was a kid. I knew you needed helium because I used to, you <laughs> yeah. know, like yeah, she didn't breathe it in, and, and go, the girl didn't do a little voice, a little squeaky voice. No, it's so funny. I could just picture it. They're all looking up, <laughs> and then just like, and then like it was like we we're about to throw them off, and then and then like people, the crowd, like the guests were like, yo, like there's no helium in this, and then like you could hear, like I heard her, it's like what. And I was like, all right, whatever, dude. That voice is just dirty. I already... Nah, so long story it. short, long story short, did you download the clip? And did you- <laughs> no. Hell no. Hell no, I didn't. I just, did you make any of those changes? We went back and forth. I, I did kind of fix a lot of those changes. And then yeah. she, she like went, she like filed a formal complaint uh, on the DJ company, blah, 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 blah. Like made this huge hassle. Damn. So it was just No like, wonder you don't like weddings, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit jaded from weddings yeah. right now. So it's been a, a while since point, I shot a wedding video. I mean, can can you get in trouble for that? Like for, how would you how would you write that in a contract? Like, yo, that only this many edits or like, uh, how do you, you stay away you from You retain that? creative control of the edit. Got it. As a, as a videographer, that's how you would word it, right? Yeah. You would, well, you would, normally what I do is I just... I, I bill my time. I'd be like, yo, I'm like, I'm being paid hourly. So yeah. like, if you I'll want make whatever changes if, you want, but, but I like, charge. it's like a hundred dollars an hour. So yeah. if you want to add on several hundred dollars more then like, yeah. all right. Yeah. So like, so, I mean, that's what, kind of what I try to do now is, you know, just, you got to charge what your time is worth. So it's like, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to like do eight I, edits for you. You know, I feel like that's why I'm getting less, less and less gigs now is cause I'm no longer doing like a package deal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, well, you know, I've been through enough projects where it's like, if I do this for you, I know most likely you're gonna want some things changed, and that's gonna be a couple more hours, and it's mm-hmm. gonna, you know, and I'm like, I'm accumulating hours at the time. I can't just charge you six hundred dollars for a project because yeah. I may be filming for twelve hours, and I may be editing for three three weeks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense financially yeah, so to do this depends. at all. Yeah, and that's to to where you can word that in a contract, like, okay, you get this many amount of edits. Yeah, you know, uh, any anything more than that, I'll have to charge you for that, or or just right off the bat, charge for your time, or like you said, just be like, I maintain creative control over the edit, so yeah, it can be handled multiple ways. But you know, again, that's why I try not to edit so much anymore, and that's why I really like just solely camera operating. Yeah, I want to shoot a wedding with you, bro. Let's do it. Let's do it. You let's, said it. Let's do it. I'm with waiting. the iPhones though. Only. With that, okay. Ooh. Ooh. Just do a Snapchat just wedding. Just phone. Yo, get cinematic. <laughs> Just with sidekicks. Sidekicks. The old school ones. Razors. 
Damn, that's crazy, man. I've never had a, I never had that crazy of a request. What's the craziest request we ever gotten for a video? Um, do you want to do this video for free? Yeah, that's a pretty. You remember? That's a pretty. I've had. I've had. Not some, too long ago. I've had some of those. Gary V. Oh yeah. I don't want to say that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Damn. Yeah, do this video for free, and oh my goodness, jeez. Yeah, somebody somebody had a uh, one, one will disclose a name, but mm -hmm. there was a guy that we met through a guy, like <laughs> kind of like your situation. <laughs> I know a guy and, through another guy, <laughs> and he assumed that we he was gonna get like a two man crew, uh, for a conference in town, like with multiple cameras. You got the audio, you got you know, uh, it's gonna be three days, and it's gonna it's only gonna it's only gonna be like two hours in the afternoon, like from like six to eight or something like that, for free. Dang. So then when I hit him up, because uh, he he hit me up literally three days before the conference started. Dang. So then I hit him up the day the next day, two days before the conference. Told him I was not a, I was that we were not gonna we were not gonna be able to do it, you know, because we discussed price and everything. And he said, "Well, you know, you kind of screwed me on this. Uh, uh, I'm probably gonna lose my job over this." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, bro! You're looking for a videographer team <laughs> with audio two three days, days two or three days before the conference. If you lose your job, that's not on me for free. You know and the mean? fact is too, like, and it's not even." It's the fact that we both work regular jobs. Like, we can't right. just leave yeah. our jobs. Like, so he also. Yeah, we have set schedules. Like, dude, we work Monday through Friday, mm -hmm. 8 to 5. You mm -hmm. know, like, we can't, like. <sighs> yeah, that's. And a, he said that's for a, free. That's a bit unreasonable. Like, he was not even willing to negotiate, like, a, a rate. You know what I mean? It was kind of like a. He's like, I, next time I would have paid you. Bye, like, boy. Oh, yeah. His his biggest uh, claim to fame. Or no, the, the claim to fame on this was, like, oh, well, you're going to be filming interviews with like Gary Vaynerchuk and you're going to be filming interviews with uh who was the other one? The crypto guy. Uh it it was a big it was a couple names. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was like, "Yeah, I don't really care there. about too much about who I get to interview because at the end of the day it's probably going to I'm not going to have any FaceTime with them or get any insight from them." Now, if now if they're like, "Okay, well we're going to get them on your podcast." I'm like, "All right, there's mm. a different deal here, you right, know what I mean?" Yeah. But that's not the case. Yeah, it's all about value. Yeah, value. Like, exactly. you know, if I want to do this for free, what can you receive? And his his biggest argument was like, "Oh, well, you just lost out on uh, more uh, recurring gigs. Exposure. He said recurring gigs. I'm like, bro, you can't even pay for the first one. How are you gonna pay for the second one? <laughs> That's so true, though. That's so true. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly miss out yeah, on those like, recurring if gigs. If this is that important, pay some money. Yeah. yeah. Like this seems like if this is gonna cost you your job and you're not down to take out a loan, go to Dollar Loan Center and take out fucking twenty dollars <laughs> and pay us. Like, like do anything. Like if this is really your job, that's how you know it wasn't serious. That's yeah. how you know this fool was lying. Like I'm good. I wish you could cash in exposure. Dude, I'd be just like an exposure ATM balling. <laughs> he said, I, 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 put, I could buy a house. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start a team? I'd have five houses. But, but yeah, it's a, like back to the value thing. It's like you're more inclined to do the things that you want to do. So like I'm more willing to take a lower rate for something that I'm much more interested Personally in. Personally invested into. Yeah, Yeah, right. Or something that's just a topic that I just really enjoy. So mm -hmm. it's like like all the CrossFit stuff and all the stuff at Camp Reno. I, I do that stuff completely for free. Like we trade services. Like I go there obviously as a member. But like I'm so down to do any kind of video with Camp Reno just because I'm so into it you know yeah mm -hmm. and to the what what camp rhino really is right and you yeah. know that that can convey you can, and that's and i personally i probably should probably do that a little bit more is offer trading services with you know you know services that i actually use um but i think that's a really good way to start out with you know back to the networking thing that you were talking about is that if you really want to start networking kind of reach out to some of the companies and brands that you personally use as services or products and be like yo can we can we leverage some kind of trade and 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 
work something out. I'll tell you mm-hmm. one thing, because me and my homie do like this little social media thing where we just like film videos for uh, restaurants out here and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's free food. That's awesome. And it's like, it's fun. It's fun That's as fuck, sick. you know? That's and I'm sick. just like, ooh, you can try anything. And a lot of these restaurants, they're like, yeah, sure, go ahead. So you awesome. can do high-end restaurants if you want to try something and be like, okay. Ultimately, it's, it's like you said, it's what works in your favor, what kind of like, you know, how would you say tickles your pickle? <laughs> tickles your pickle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what? What ultimately, if, if you feel comfortable pickle. doing it, then go ahead and do it. Like, uh, we did one gig together where it was like a what was it, bro? What the the, the skin? Uh, oh my god! Like it was like Botox, plastic surgeons, a, yeah, con- plastic surgeons. I mean, we seen dead heads. Yeah, fucking- cadavers. Oh you know cadavers, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How they use in plastic surgery yeah. to actually like you know. Cut I might skin. have a gig coming up in a couple months, like a medical conference and like doing a new spinal surgery. Yeah, and so there's like- gigs like that where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm charging the full amount. <laughs> I'm not. There's oh, no. You know bro. what I mean? It was so dead. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I was like. Because he was doing photography, so he was actually moving around. Right. But, like, bro, I was on a tripod. Because they just wanted, like, you know, the documentary style, right. like, dad in the corner style, mm-hmm. like, filming. Yeah. I was like, bro, this is hurting my soul right now. I was like. Yeah, I don't know if I could do oh. that. I, I I get really. I I seriously have, like, some kind of condition around, like, blood and stuff like that. Like, I, yeah. I freak out. Like, I have. You learn oh, a lot shit. about yourself. Yeah. What was that? You learn a lot about yourself. No. Yeah, when I what? seen that shit, I was like, I didn't know what to feel. I was like, bro, it, I, I kept thinking it was fake, though, because it did look super fake. Yeah. Because it's like yellow, the yeah. fat and shit. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, and was, bro, stop throwing me back. There was there. no blood. Like, there was no blood. It was okay. jelly. It was just, just like, it's yeah, just, it was just like jelly. All right, let's get off this topic, man. Jelly, <laughs> so, jelly to heads. close up the podcast, yeah, I think yeah, we've yeah. been running for a minute now. Uh, let's close it out by saying, what's your top favorite type of gig to accept Ooh. to lowest gig <laughs> you don't have to hit the bottom bottom of the gig you, you go halfway you know oh, what i mean man you don't want to that's an awesome question what do i like to i like the gigs where the client comes to me with a budget and mm. is like hey we have x amount of dollars we need we're looking to do this can you do it and i'm like okay yeah and then that way i get to hire out you know whoever i want to help me on sound uh audio grip um and rentals and stuff like that, I can, I they just give me the, a budget and then I can just run with that and and do kind of short form, as as opposed to the Instagram DM. How much you charge? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get so many of those, hey, which is fine and, and that's cool because I I do get a lot of work from Instagram, but um, it's nice when you know bigger brands will reach out to me and I'm I'm really fortunate in that a lot of brands just do reach out to me whether it be from referrals or if you actually google right now Las Vegas cinematographer I'm like top 3 yeah that so, SEO man exactly Damn. that SEO so I am telling you that helps a lot and like once they see the reel it's like okay let's reach out to like I've had National Geographic reach out to me uh, what um uh, food and wine so you can, know, can you help us get to number 2 <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there yeah it's a, so it's it's awesome when I get projects like that where they'll come to me like okay we have this budget but it's also cool where i get those gigs where it's like i'm a cam- camera operator for like music festivals like edc this past edc was such a blast because i i'd never really I've, I've done adc before but i was stuck at one very specific location this was the first year where i got to walk around and kind of experience edc oh, that's tight. Mm-hmm. and it was just such a wild time and uh, like life is beautiful is always just so much fun it is it is a lot of work it yeah. is like the hours are really grueling and you get so tired but it is just a lot of fun, um, and just being able to work with all these other like creative individuals. Yeah. Um, so like those are kind of my favorite kind of gigs, um, where I can really 
you know, express my creativity and, and, and use camera operating as an outlet. Um, yeah. as opposed to being a camera operator on a conference where I'm just stuck on a camera just, you know, yeah. over, over coverage. And, you know, you don't, there's no real creative drive to that. It's just, you're a camera operator. There, there, there's a meme online that I reposted a couple of days ago. It was like this girl. She's whispering into this guy's ear. Did you see that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did. I love. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what was it that it said? It was uh, a. I'll, I'll pay you whatever your rate is because I appreciate art and and how much you know uh, yeah, and, and, like, and I appreciate value. how much work you put into it. <laughs> like, damn. Bro, one day. That's so real, man. Dude, that's like yeah. That, I mean, would you ever want to be on like the level of like a Spike Jones or anything, or um, is that like a different yeah, type like, of? Yeah, well, I mean, that's yeah, more so like directing. Um, directing is a little bit different from being a DP, um, director of photography. In that directing, you, you directing is mostly based in your working relationship with actors, and and the director of photography is the one in charge of actually the shooting visuals yeah shooting that. it so i would love to be like, like i thought it would probably be end goals is shooting um movies and stuff like that um i haven't done a lot of I, I don't really do a lot of narrative content i'm starting to this year i've i've really pushed myself to do more and more narrative content and that's why i like working with savannah is because she has all those creative ideas yeah having it so she has all those creative ideas and um and kind of gives me you know, an end to do more narrative stuff. So yeah. I definitely think, you know, shooting and like being the next Deacons obviously would be like amazing. Like I look up to Deacons as like a god of who's Deacons. It's Roger Deacons. He's uh he shot Blade Runner. He did all the Coen brothers. Films. I want to be his caddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I want to be his yeah. caddy's caddy. Like, you know, that, that man, that, that man, like, uh, he just creates light, you know, yeah. he's like a master of light. So. so there's that next level that everybody talks about. Yeah, so he, yeah, his understanding and, and philosophy is just, I just love hearing him speak. So I, eventually, end goals, I would love to shoot more narrative stuff. But even if it's like, you know, higher budget commercials and stuff like that, yeah. I, I would love to do branded content. Yeah. Um, where it's like, you know, you see like see a little short, you know, it's a lot of people kind of don't like them for some reason. Like you'll see the this amazing short film and then at the end, it's like they put, PBR. Yeah, it's like a McDonald's logo. Or whatever. Like, <laughs> That's I so just, tight though. Yeah. Like... I, I just saw an ad for Microsoft. It's like, dude. <laughs> That was amazing. So it's like I love those kind of really inspirational short form brand content, and um, yeah, I, I love document documentaries are by far my favorite kind of uh, genre. So I would love to do some some really cool stuff with with docs and stuff like that. So oh, yeah, yeah. Well, what about your least favorite though? I don't think my least favorite, that. my least favorite. Or I think you meant you think you touched on it. You were talking about weddings. Those no those. Was that it? Uh well no what were you saying you were, I was gonna say you were talking about those gays where you put, just put your camera on the tripod and you're yeah well those I mean those are those are fine um I think I hate weddings a little bit more <laughs> jeez um Damn. I and I'm I, in the rare category I love weddings they're they're hit and miss like sometimes I'll get really good weddings and it'll the story will just come together it really depends on the wedding yeah so sometimes the story will just naturally come to me in the edit process and I'll be like wow this is I love how this wedding is turning out but then other times it's like I don't know. It's just so hard managing client expectations, especially yeah. with the bride, because they'll be like... Because you're taking people who don't know anything about what you do. Right, and they'll, they'll be expecting this, you know, 45-minute, an hour oh, wedding. Yeah, because awesome. they're coming from the traditional. Yeah, They're exactly. coming from the fact that, oh... And it's oh. like, that's, you know, I can I can tell your story in three minutes. Like, yeah. let me tell your story in three minutes. And yeah. Why isn't the whole ceremony in here? Like, <laughs> it's like, bro. It's just boring as... Because that's an add-on. That's why. That's yeah. an add-on. <laughs> $600, like... <laughs> but, um, yeah, probably... I would say weddings because I just shot a. I just did. I I just started doing photography for weddings, mm -hmm. and uh, man, 
How would you? How, was, how does that compare in between for video? So much easier, bro. So much easier. <laughs> I, that's that's the reason why I did it. <laughs> but uh, there there was a so the the bride had like scheduled me to come in at three o'clock, right? So right. I got there at two forty five. Bro, tell me why I can't even do and I can't even do anything with her until about four thirty. I'm like, you know, you could have mm-hmm. like saved money by having me come in way later. Mm-hmm. Like I was walking around just filming, like or just photographing like pedals on the ground and stuff, like, <laughs> which I could have done in 15 minutes. There was right, a lot of downtime. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but then she had her schedule lined up, and I and I was going over the schedule. I had the schedule in my head already of how I was gonna go. But her, I was, I, I told, I got there at three two forty five. She said hair makeup is gonna be from like three to four. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, no, it's not. It's, you're gonna be there from till like five. Right, like, right. you know. Yeah, and like I back to like I don't really I try not to do a lot of weddings now is because it's just. it's hard it's it's hard especially when you're doing just solo like solo for video like specifically and so the way i kind of get around it is i like super surcharge for like i i charge a lot higher for weddings especially um well because like i going back to like the equipment that i'm using like nobody else is using the equipment that I'm yeah nobody's using everybody's using an a6300 yeah so like you know i have a production background i'm gonna use production stuff for your wedding and it's like you know, I, I charge probably almost like five grand for a wedding and that's just for the highlight, you know? Yeah. So, and that includes two people. So I, I, and, and that's helped me a lot, but it, it is also cool when I get, do get the clients that are like, okay, yeah, I'm totally willing to, to put down that money because like that meme said, like, I appreciate what so you those do. clients actually, when they pay that much, they kind of give you the creative freedom. Yeah, exactly. They're, like, they're, hi- they're hiring me for my vision that's and the dope. way that I capture weddings. So it's like, Okay, when I do get the clients that are willing to put down that money, like yeah, it's so like, quick tip, everybody, awesome. charge a shit ton charge for weddings, so you way don't more. Get. So and then that'll lower your low, <laughs> that'll obviously lower the amount of weddings you do per year or whatever. I don't know what your goal It'll is. It'll filter it out. Yeah, yeah, but then you'll start waiting them out, and then you can start doing stuff that you actually want to do. Yeah, and the stuff if you actually want to do is weddings, then I don't know. More yeah. power to you. It's kind, it's kind of a rule of thumb. It's like the the less you charge, the worse projects you're going to end up getting, right? Mm-hmm. Like the more exactly. the more uh bring your own camera, bring your own kind of right, like uh yeah. what's it one called? One man band kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, one man band kind of thing, but the more you but you also have to be reasonable in how much you charge and right. your experience and all that stuff, so. Yeah, and the whole one man band thing, like it's not a it's not a bad thing at all. No, um, of course it, not. It's not it's not supposed to have this like negative connotation, but it's it's to the point where um like the actual like real productions like they're gonna have some money so it's yeah. like um it just depends on like what you can bring to the table and and if you can get on those sets that have a crew of 30 then yeah. um it's it's those kind of experiences are just really cool and really valuable but well, and that's why like being able to start as a pa um you don't really need experience you just need to be able to be a hard worker and and do what people tell you to do and then that way you'll get exposed to different all kinds of different departments and learn what you like and plus you can network very well yeah oh absolutely and then like if you're a really solid pa Mm -hmm. like people are going to remember that and then you're going to get calls i mean you get paid good too if you're a good pa you can get paid pretty decently too Mm -hmm. yeah and you stay busy so productions always need pas so Mm. and it's it's kind of a a low cost of entry it's like you don't really need experience you don't need a very specific skill set like an ac does like a camera operator does like a jenny like you don't really know how to learn how to handle c stands or whatever you just need to be a hard worker so that's kind of why pas are kind of the a really good entry level into the the film production world kind of test your patience too because if you're on a bad set with a a whole bunch of dicks Mm -hmm. it'll test your patience and i've I've, I've been an ac on a on a on a 
with a with the DP that was a huge dick, just like mm-hmm. screaming at me. I've been there before, and I was like, "Dude, you're an asshole." How dare he? What's I'm, your best tip to like deal with that type of stuff? Just, uh, just if you don't know how to do something, figure it out as quick as you can. Just punch yourself in the crotch fifteen yeah, don't, minutes before don't you walk be, in there. I, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I would say don't be afraid to ask questions because, like, especially when you're on a set with a bunch of other people who like really know what you're doing, it can get intimidating. You can be like, "Well, I, I feel like I feel like I." You know, I feel embarrassed that I'm asking how to do this, but like, like nobody really cares. And if you just ask how to do it right once and then, yeah. then you'll know how to do it. So it's like, yeah, I, I was on the set with this DP that was just like screaming at me because like he, he needed a, the video, the SDI cable to, um, he took off his camera cause there were like probably 10 cameras. And so he took off, he took off one of the cameras and was just grabbing an insert of whatever and he needed just to be patched in so the director could see it in video village and so he just just give me a cable just give me any, any cable and so he 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 we patched in the cable and um the director was like over the walk he was like yeah uh these uh these names are like the names are all messed up i don't know who's on who and so the the dp like with his camera was like turning around and looked at me and he was like fix it and like just screaming at yeah. me. and I was like dude okay like I didn't set this up like I don't know what you want me to fix yeah because like I didn't set up the the video you know cables because they're all routed very specifically to different boxes and I was like dude I didn't set this up but then you're like screaming at me to fix it and it's like see if you had a GoPro on you on that time bro yeah. and you were filming that man I'd, I'd pay to download dude I was so <laughs> over it at that moment I was like dude I'm never going to this asshole bro, again yeah. that PA, I've had PA jobs where they say shit and I'm just like Oh, didn't you work for like a country show or something? Yeah, like that? it was a what a country music channel, the great my great hillbilly vacation or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, bro, reality shows are fucking rough. Yeah, like, man, and Super all rough. these dudes, like everybody was a fucking dick. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it was funny because my homie, he he was doing a whole bunch of PAs back in the day, and he was just telling me he's like, yeah, dude, this is. He's like, I've done a lot of PAs. He's like, this one's really bad. Yeah, he's like, my bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guy I got, got paid good. It's, you know hit, what I mean? it's hit and miss, but um. You know, it's a good, especially as a PA, it's a it's a good entry. Like I said, it's a good entry level to the film because there's like there's a very specific set etiquette that you can only really get either like just on set or at film school. And like if you've never done it before, like you're not gonna know set etiquette. Mm-hmm. So just being a PA, like there's that kind of expectation that you're, um, you know, kind of in that entry level position. So it's like a lot less uh, risk, I would yeah. say. So that's a, that sounds like a pretty good place to stop man i think we've been going for yeah. a minute now yeah, yeah definitely yeah, that's cool how was your experience on the morning dinner yeah this was tight liked yeah. it i it I, feels more like a conversation yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like just, just chopping kinda it up shooting yeah. the shit yeah no i i was i was actually just really excited just to come over and just chat with you guys just because uh you know i knew it'd be like a conversation yeah and so you know i i really dig your guys' podcast and like i love like the morning dinner just as a brand like yeah. in its entirety just like from the from the little audio jingles that you have like i love that and then how the instagram is curated and how right. it's just a constant feed like i just super appreciate just how Thank like you, just the effort that goes into the brand identity and mm-hmm. i i think it is so cool like it's like i would like it's it's better than like a lot of the companies that i follow just the just the social media effort and just the design how right. it's just designed and like the the cohesiveness that the brand has is just really I just I must I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yeah, that's one of the things that we kind of like 
took in mind when we're doing this podcast is we we've we've been wanting to start a podcast for the longest time but we also like knowing since we both do video Mm -hmm. we we wanted to we wanted to do it right and then we also wanted to do it to where we involved his graphic design skills and like kind of like coordinating everything because we we wanted like we wanted people to feel that like oh it's kind of like a brand kind of thing right yeah um but yeah it's just you know it's been a work in progress man honestly i started this podcast because i wanted to be on your podcast and you never came through so i'm like (laughs) hey man i mean you were on this somewhat podcast it was a live stream. Yeah, yeah. live stream. That yeah. counts. I need to get back yeah. into doing that. My 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 office right now is kind of in a disarray just because I, I it's I had computer troubles so it's it's non functioning at the moment. But What's I'm, you have a PC, huh? Chuck's having the same issue right now. Bro, yeah, well, my my CPU died for like the third time. So <gasps> I reached out to. What do you have? What do you have? Ryzen? Or did no, you, did I, you just do I had the Intel sixty nine fifty X. So it just died, and I I reached out to one of my uh, uh, one of my friends. Uh, uh, parents actually they own a, I'm I'm pretty close with them they own a uh, PC company in uh, Texas so they like overnighted me a crazy like 18 core build oh I saw that on your ground yeah so they overnighted me this build and um, I've been using that for the past month or How's so how's that been working for you it's awesome it's awesome but because it was I, they, my my computer died at such an inconvenient time where I had to finish weddings I had to finish all these other videos and I was like dude I like I don't know. I don't know what to do other than shelling out another four or five grand for another computer. So I, I reached out to him, and the, they sent me. They overnighted me a, a loaner computer right now. I think they're working on a, an actual permanent build for me right now. But oh, they, um, so yeah. you're like renting it? No, they just sent it out to as a loaner. Oh, yeah. So, so I'm just high. yeah. So shout out to Doghouse Systems um, out in Texas. Shout out to Can y'all thank, loan me one. Thanks, John. No, <laughs> thanks a lot. Shout out to Doghouse Tech. Oh, was it called Doghouse Systems? Systems? Yeah, yeah. They make they make some crazy nice builds. So I'm I'm very very appreciative of. Like honestly, saved like my business for a hot sec. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Damn, why well, I got a Max home? Yeah. So all Never about that. about that networking. You know what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly. meeting, meeting, linking with all these other companies and stuff like that. So you can start to pull favors and stuff like that. So hey, Doghouse, I'll do a video for you. <laughs> <laughs> you hook me up and helping me fix my computer. <laughs> no, we're, yeah, but. we're trying to do. We're trying to set this something up uh, with Intel right now, so I, maybe I can do some stuff with them, and um, they can send me out some stuff. So mm. okay, I get it, man. Trying, trying to work that out. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having we, me. We look, we look forward to seeing everything you got coming yeah, up. This is fun, even though. We're wait we're, we're waiting for those podcasts, bro. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm, so, I'm kind of waiting yeah. for them too. It's okay, but yeah, like I said, things are kind of slowing down now, so I can start focusing more on the YouTube and and the podcast as well so dope well i gotta go i gotta drive out the cali pretty soon so uh thank you guys for tuning in oh you're driving tonight well you gotta cut me off Ooh. thanks for tuning oh yeah my bad i'll talk thank to you all for after. tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next morning dinner <laughs> love y'all peace every time i come in the kitchen you in the kitchen in the goddamn refrigerator i sure am hungry